and welcome to Dance Beyond Performance with me, Megha Subramanian. Having practiced Bharatanatyam for more than two decades and having taught it for a few years now, I have understood that Indian classical dance forms are not just about performance. They are a medium of conveying different stories, philosophies and Indian culture. It is said that to watch these dance forms, the audience themselves have to be educated and of a certain level to understand what the dance is communicating. Obviously today, that is not possible because most people who are watching the dance form are not familiar with the stories that the dancer is portraying. It's even more difficult to teach this dance form to people outside India because they're not even familiar with the names of the gods and goddesses being represented in the dance forms. And therefore, I take this opportunity uh, to familiarize audiences with Indian philosophy, Indian mythology and culture so that we can enable understanding of these dance forms. I would like to say though that most of Indian philosophy, Indian culture and mythology is open to interpretation and that is the beauty of um, the culture itself because when you take this into dance, the dancer can bring in his or her subjectivity to the dance, um, relate to uh, the gods in their own subjective manner. So today I'm going to talk about Lord Ganesha. You may consider him as a saint uh, from as like in any other religion because uh, he's an enlightened being. It is said that all work that we start should be started after praying to Ganesha. Even the gods pray to him before starting anything. Why is that so? What does Ganesha represent? That everyone prays to him before they start anything. If you look at the physicality of Ganesha, he is short, he has an elephant face, he has a huge paunch, and he travels on a mouse. It is interesting to note that most gods of the Hindu pantheon, they have animals as their vehicles, and Ganesha has the mouse as his vehicle. What does this represent? Who is this mouse in society? A mouse is classified as a rodent and this family of rodents are not welcome in anybody's homes. They are shunned by society. But in the case of Ganesha, the mouse is the vehicle that carries him from place to place. Therefore, we can understand from looking at the representation of Ganesha that 
everyone is equal in the eyes of Ganesha. Everyone is equally useful, acceptable and lovable. There is no discrimination. Now we look at his body. His face is an elephant's face. The elephant is one of the biggest animals in the animal kingdom if you look at him, if if you look at an elephant. Now that elephant is traveling on a mouse. Although just the face here even for a human being to imagine traveling on a mouse is difficult, but here you have an elephant face and a human body that is traveling on a mouse. What does it do to our imaginations? It just opens it wide because it's impossible living in this society with certain perceptions to even imagine that a human being can travel on a mouse. Can a mouse even listen to us? Can a mouse even understand us? How do we communicate with those beings? Well, when you look at Ganesha, it is very clear that he as an enlightened being has been able to do that and use the mouse as his vehicle. So therein, we shatter certain perceptions that we hold about this world by looking at that image. Now we look at the elephant face and the elephant's trunk. Can we imagine a human being with an elephant face, a human body, a creature with a human body and an elephant face? Well, W.B. Yeats did imagine a version of it in his poem. Uh, but here let's stick to Ganesha and say, okay, so this human body with an elephant face, is that possible? Yes, it is because Ganesha exists, um, at least in photos, and maybe his essence and energy also exists in the universe, even though none of us have seen him with our physical eyes, but the fact that that image has been created means our imaginations have been opened to a great extent. Now let's look at his body. He is short. And he has a huge paunch. What does it say to our perceptions on health and uh, body image? And what uh, kind of body should all of us have? Uh, perceptions on short people, our perceptions of a paunch. Everything is just shattered because there is a God or an evolved being whose body is something that we probably never want because of our perception of a, what a body should be or what health should be but there he has shattered everything Ganesha is also considered to be the most wise and extremely knowledgeable amongst the gods along with Saraswati of course um, but Ganesha is very knowledgeable, which is why he wears the thread around him, uh, which stands for knowledge of the universe. And Shiva, his father, takes advice from him. Shiva prays to Ganesha before starting anything, just like everyone else. That changes our perception of relationship between a father and a child.
or a mother and a child because Parvati also prays to Ganesha before she starts anything. The entire gods, everybody prays to Ganesha before they start anything. That questions our perception of age, our perception of older and younger. On what basis do we make these distinctions? Well, so why do we pray to him? Why is, there, why is he so important as an image, as a symbol? He is important because just in his physicality, he has challenged all our notions that exist in society. Everything has been challenged. What better way to open our minds to anything that we do? And therefore, I think we pray to Ganesha first because our greatest obstacle is our own mind. It's our thoughts that create obstacles in anything that we do. Our perceptions create obstacles. Our conditionings create obstacles. So when we pray to him, we are telling him, Hey Ganesha, the way you have attained this state with your openness to the entire universe, which is unimaginable by me. Please do the same for me in any work that I undertake. And therefore we pray to him first. Now let's look at a, a verse, um, a shlok. A shlok is an Indian verse. A verse is a set of lines with, with a certain meter in English. So uh, the closest translation of a shlok is a verse. This verse says, Mushika vahana modaka hasta chamara karana vilambita sutra vamana rupa maheshwara putra Vigna Vinayaka Padanamaste. Mushika Vahana is the mouse as a vehicle. Modakahasta, he holds the sweet Modak in his hand. Chamarakarana, he has elephant ears, elephant tusk. Vilambita Sutra, he's extremely learned, he wears the learned thread around him. Vamana Rupa, he is short, dwarf-like. Maheshwara Putra, he's the son of Mahesh, Shiva. Vigna Vinayaka, Vigna's obstacle, the one who removes all obstacles. Padanamaste, I bow to this being who removes all obstacles. So I hope um, the next time you watch a dance on Ganesha or you hear a song on Ganesha or maybe you're taught a dance on Ganesha, you will approach him with an understanding of who he is as a being and would you would approach him to uh, open your mind to the possibilities, the limitless possibilities that exist in this universe. Some things our minds cannot even fathom.
I promise you, if you pray to him or you don't have to pray if you don't believe in God, but if you approach him with that intention of opening your mind, I'm sure that's going to happen. If you do not believe in God at all, I'm sure if you set an intention at this point of time to open your mind to the limitless possibilities that exist in this universe, that's going to happen too. So thank you so much for being with me. Hope you'll come back for other episodes on stories of various gods of the Hindu pantheon and maybe even the other religions. Um, so here it is, Dance Beyond Performance with me, Megha Subramanian. May God be with you. May peace be with you. Thank you. Thank you.